Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Reading with Eric. And today, we shall be reading a fairy tale from the Brothers Grimm called The Twelve Brothers. The Twelve Brothers. There were once on a time a king and a queen who lived happily together and had twelve children, but they were all boys. Then said the king to his wife, If the thirteenth child which thou art about to bring into the world is a girl, the twelve boys shall die, in order that her possessions may be great and that the kingdom may fall to her alone. He caused likewise twelve coffins to be made, which were already filled with shavings, and in each lay the little pillow for the dead, and he had them taken into a locked, locked up room, and then he gave the queen the key of it, and bade her not to speak of this to anyone. The mother, however, now sat and lamented all day long, until the youngest son, who was always with her, and whom she had named Benjamin from the Bible, said to her, Dear mother, why art thou sad? Dearest child, she answered, I may not tell thee. But he let her have no rest, until she went and unlocked the room, and showed him the twelve coffins ready filled with shavings. Then she said, My dearest Benjamin, thy father has had these coffins made for thee, and for thy, for thy eleven brothers. For if I bring a little girl into the world, you are all to be killed and buried in them. And as she wept, while she was saying this, the son comforted her and said, Weep not, dear mother. We will save ourselves and go hence. But she said, Go forth into the forest with thy eleven brothers, and let one sit constantly on the highest tree which can be found, and keep watch, looking towards the tower here in the castle. If I give birth to a little son, I will put up a white flag, and then you may venture to come back. But if I bear a daughter, I will hoist a red flag, and then fly hence as quickly as you are able, and may the good God protect you. And every night I will rise up and pray for you, in winter that you may be able to warm yourself at a fire, and in summer that you may not faint away in the heat. After she blessed after she had blessed her sons, therefore, they went forth into the forest. They each kept watch in turn, and sat on the highest oak, and looked towards the tower. When eleven days had passed, and the turn came to Benjamin, he saw that a flag was being raised. It was, however, not the white, but the blood-red flag, which announced that they were all to die. When the brothers heard that, they were very angry, and said, Are we all to suffer death for the sake of a girl? We swear that we will avenge ourselves. Wheresoever we find a girl, her red blood shall flow. Thereupon, they went deeper into the forest, and in the midst of it, 
where it was the darkest. They found a little bewitched hut, which was standing empty. Then said they, Here we will dwell, and thou, Benjamin, who art thou the weak youngest and weakest, thou shalt stay at home and keep house. We others will go out and get food. Then they went into the forest and shot hares, wild deer, birds, and pigeons. And whatsoever there was to eat, this they took to Benjamin, who had to dress it for them, in order that they may appease their hunger. They lived together ten years in the little hut, and the time did not appear long to them at all. The little daughter, which their mother the queen had given birth to, was now grown up. She was good of heart and fair of face, and had a golden star on her forehead. Once, when it was the great washing, she saw twelve men's shirts among the things, and asked her mother, To whom do these twelve shirts belong? For they are far too small for father. Then the queen answered with a heavy heart, Dear child, these belong to thy twelve brothers, said the maiden. Where are my twelve brothers? I have never yet heard of them. She replied, God knows where they are. They are wandering about the world. Then she took the maiden and opened the chamber for her, and showed her the twelve coffins with the shavings and pillows for the head. These coffins, said she, were destined for thy brothers. But they went away secretly before thou wert born. And she related to her how everything had happened. Then said the maiden, Dear mother, weep not. I will go and seek my brothers. She took the twelve shirts and went forth. And straight into the great forest, she walked the whole day. And in the evening, she came to the bewitched hut. Then she entered it and, uh, and found a young boy who asked, From whence comest thou? And... Whither art thou bound? And was astonished that she was so beautiful and wore royal garments and had a star in her forehead. And she answered, I am the king's daughter and am seeking my twelve brothers. I will walk as far as the sky is blue until I find them. She likewise showed him the twelve shirts which belonged to them. Then Benjamin saw that she was his sister. And said, I am Benjamin, thy youngest brother. And she began to weep for joy. And Benjamin wept also. And they kissed and embraced each other with the greatest love. But after this, he said, dear sister, there is still one difficulty. We have agreed that every maiden whom we meet shall die. Because we have been obliged to leave our kingdom on account of a girl. Then said she, I will willingly die, if by so doing I can deliver my twelve brothers. No, answered he, thou shalt not die. Seat thyself beneath this tub until our eleven brothers come, and then I will soon come to an agreement with them. She did so, and when it was night, the others came from hunting, and their dinner was ready, and as they were sitting at table and eating they asked what news is there said benjamin 
Don't you know anything? No, they answered. He continued. You have been in the forest, and we have stayed at home. Yet I know more than you do. Tell us then, they cried. He answered, but promise me that the first maiden who meets us shall not be killed. Yes, they all cried. She shall have mercy. Only do tell us. Then said he, Our sister is here. And he lifted up the tub, and the king's daughter came forth in her royal garments, with the golden star on her forehead. And she was beautiful, delicate, and fair. Then they were all rejoiced, and fell on her neck, and kissed and loved her with all their hearts. After she had blessed her sons, therefore, they went forth into the forest. They each kept watch in turn, and sat on the highest oak, and looked towards the tower. When eleven days had passed, and the turn came to Benjamin, he saw that a flag was being raised. It was, however, not the white, but the blood-red flag, which announced that they were all to die. When the brothers heard that, they were very angry, and said, Are we all to suffer death for the sake of a girl? We swear that we will avenge ourselves. Wheresoever we find a girl, her red blood shall flow. Thereupon, they went deeper into the forest, and in the midst of it, where it was the darkest, they found a little bewitched hut, which was standing empty. Then said they, Here we will dwell, and thou, Benjamin, who art thou the weak youngest and weakest, thou shalt stay at home and keep house. We others will go out and get food. Then they went into the forest and shot hares, wild deer, birds, and pigeons. And whatsoever there was to eat, this they took to Benjamin, who had to dress it for them in order that they may appease their hunger. They lived together ten years in the little hut, and the time did not appear long to them at all. The little daughter, which their mother the queen had given birth to, was now grown up. She was good of heart and fair of face, and had a golden star on her forehead. Once, when it was the great washing, she saw twelve men's shirts among the things, and asked her mother, To whom do these twelve shirts belong? For they are far too small for father. Then the queen answered with a heavy heart, Dear child, these belong to thy twelve brothers, said the maiden. Where are my twelve brothers? I have never yet heard of them. She replied, God knows where they are. They are wandering about the world. Then she took the maiden and opened the chamber for her, and showed her the twelve coffins with the shavings and pillows for the head. These coffins, said she, were destined for thy brothers. But they went away secretly before thou wert born. And she related to her how everything had happened. Then said the maiden, Dear mother, weep not. I will go and seek my brothers. She took the twelve shirts and went forth, and straight into the great forest 
She walked the whole day, and in the evening she came to the bewitched hut. Then she entered it and, a, and found a young boy who asked, From whence comest thou, and whither art thou bound? And was astonished that she was so beautiful, and wore royal garments, and had a star in her forehead. And she answered, I am the king's daughter, and am seeking my twelve brothers. I will walk as far as the sky is blue until I find them. She likewise showed him the twelve shirts which belonged to them. Then Benjamin saw that she was his sister, and said, I am Benjamin, thy youngest brother. And she began to weep for joy. And Benjamin wept also, and they kissed, and embraced each other with the greatest love. But after this, he said, Dear sister, there is still one difficulty. We have agreed that every maiden whom we meet shall die, because we have been obliged to leave our kingdom on account of a girl. Then said she, I will willingly die, if by so doing I can deliver my twelve brothers. No, answered he, thou shalt not die. Seat thyself beneath this tub until our eleven brothers come, and then I will soon come to an agreement with them. She did so, and when it was night, the others came from hunting, and their dinner was ready. And as they were sitting at table and eating, they asked, What news is there? Said Benjamin, Don't you know anything? No, they answered. He continued, Ye have been in the forest, and we have stayed at home. Yet I know more than you do. Tell us then, they cried. He answered, But promise me that the first maiden who meets us shall not be killed. Yes, they all cried. She shall have mercy. Only do tell us. Then said he, Our sister is here. And he lifted up the tub, and the king's daughter came forth in her royal garments, with the golden star on her forehead. And she was beautiful, delicate, and fair. Then they were all rejoiced, and fell on her neck, and kissed and loved her with all their hearts. Now, she stayed at home with Benjamin, and helped him with the work. The eleven went into the forest, and caught game, and deer, and birds, and wood pigeons, that they might have food. And the little sister and Benjamin took care to make it ready for them. She sought for the wood for cooking and herbs for vegetables and put the pans on the fire so that the dinner was always ready when the eleven came. She likewise kept order in the little house and put beautifully white clean coverings on the little beds. And the brothers were always contented and lived in great harmony with her. Once on a time, the two at home had prepared a beautiful entertainment, and when they were all together, they sat down and ate and drank and were full of gladness. There was, however, a little garden belonging to the bewitched house, wherein stood twelve lily flowers, which are likewise called students. She wished to give her brother pleasure and plucked the twelve flowers and thought she would present each brother with one while at dinner. But at the selfsame moment, 
as she plucked the flowers, the twelve brothers were changed into twelve ravens and flew away over the forest and the house and garden vanished likewise. And now the poor maiden was alone in the wild forest. And when she looked around, an old woman was standing near her who said, My child, why hast thou done? Why didst thou not leave the twelve white flowers growing? They were thy brothers, who are now forevermore changed into ravens. The maiden said, weeping, Is there no way of delivering them? No, said the woman. There is but one in the whole world that is so hard that thou wilt not deliver them by it. For thou must be dumb for seven years, and mayst not speak or laugh. And if thou speakest one single word, and only an hour of seven years is wanting, all is in vain, and thy brothers will be killed by the one word. Then said the maiden in her heart, I know with certainty that I shall set my brothers free and went and sought a high tree, and seated herself in it, and span, and neither spoke nor laughed. Now it so happened that a king was hunting in the forest, who had a great greyhound, which ran to the tree on which the maiden was sitting, and sprang about it, whining and barking at her. Then the king came by, and saw the beautiful king's daughter, with the golden star on her brow. Please note, this is a different king and was so charmed with her beauty that he called to ask her if she would be his wife. She made no answer, but nodded a little with her head. So he climbed up the tree himself, carried her down, and placed her on his horse, and bore her home. Then the wedding was solemnized with great magnificence and rejoicing. But the bride neither spoke nor smiled. When they had lived happily together for a few years, the king's mother, who was a wicked woman, began to slander the young queen and said to the king, This is a common beggar girl whom thou hast brought back with thee, who knows what impious tricks she practices secretly. Even if she be dumb and not be able to speak, she still might laugh for once. For those who do not laugh have bad consciences. At first the king would not believe it. But the old woman urged this so long and accused her of so many evil things that at last the king let himself be persuaded and sentenced her to death. And now a great fire was lighted in the courtyard in which she was to be burnt. And the king stood above at the window and looked on with tearful eyes because he still loved her so much. And when she was bound fast to the stake, and the fire was licking at her clothes with its red tongue, the last instant of the seven years expired. Then a wearing sound was heard in the air, and twelve ravens came flying towards the place, and sank downwards, and they touched the earth. They were her twelve brothers, whom she had delivered. They tore the fire asunder, extinguished the flames, and set their dear sister free and kissed and embraced her. Now, as she dared to open her mouth and speak, she told the king why she had been dumb and had never laughed. The king rejoiced when he heard that she was innocent, and they all lived in great unity until their death. The wicked stepmother was taken before the judge 
and put into a barrel filled with boiling oil and venomous snakes and died an evil death. Okay, now that we've finished the story, I just want to go over a little Q&A. This is Venus. Okay, say hi, Venus. Hello. All right. So she's going to ask a question. I'll give my best answer to see if I understood what I was reading or, you know, if I can help her out with this. Yeah, what kind of question do you have, Venus? So my question is, so the princess father, did he have a bed or some sort of illogical thinking that the minute that you have the girl who killed the rest of the boys. Yeah. Okay, now look. I can see maybe he was drinking one night, hanging out with the guys. That, oh, man, that funny. you all have all boys, but what if you had a girl? Like, oh, I don't know what I would do. Oh, wait, well, we'll see what happens. Girl, you just kill all your kids and kill your boys. Maybe that? I don't know. That I could don't, be something. It some... makes no sense. What's the nature of sense, really? That's a good point. What's the nature of sense? Obviously, he always wanted a girl. I, the way I look at it, I feel like he always wanted a girl. He said, you know what? God, just give me a girl. I will kill all my kids. And so, you know what? So, technically, he's make a bet of some sort. Like, okay, if I have a girl, I'll fuck all the child I have. Just mm -hmm. kill all of them. So, I could have a girl. That's why I look at it. Most like, because obviously, he was ready this to give that sick. girl everything. Those boys, he had, what, 12 of them? What, did, yeah. did he ever talk about giving them anything? Hell, when they disappeared from the place, they were... Did he, do you see them being looked for? Do you see guards chasing down the forest looking for the sons? No, he didn't care. You know, in all honesty, he didn't care when the girl disappeared either. So I don't, I'm not sure. Because it sounds like it's. So I don't understand why you care to have a girl. I think maybe most likely the guy was kind of deranged, if anything else. And then another question is: When another king married a girl, does the father knows about it? Well, you would think in that time period necessarily you would have a dowry. If anything else. Yeah. And then, of course, if he knew that was a girl, then, of course, the stepmother wouldn't be saying, oh, she's like a poor person who's might be a psychopath or something because she never laughs. Because, obviously, the story ends with her father and the mother when they all left. Yeah. And they didn't go looking for them. They probably had more kids. Listen, if you had 12 <laughs> kids with one person, you probably thought, hey, I can make some more. Basically, there's no problem. And we don't know what they're king of. He could have been king of a bucket, <laughs> a broom, and what, an apple? Maybe that was his kingdom and stuff. And then basically he just happened to have a really good looking daughter. And then another question I have is, fine, great, whatever. She married with another king. Um, then the mother of the king was saying stupid shit. And we say, okay, fine, kill her. As you wish, because that's what the mother's command. Well, if you understand the like, whole mother-in-law situation. I get guy's that, I get that, I get that Mags him enough, he will do whatever it is that's for Yeah, fired. but the fact is, oh, okay, you listen to your mother, which is my mother-in-law, to kill me. I was dying. And then, thank goodness, my 12 brothers rescue me. So let me go back to you, who technically tried to kill me. Is it his fault that he had to do it? <laughs> like I said, if 
if your mother nags you enough, she will not stop until you just do just to have her be quiet. So you know what? Okay, I'm gonna have to kill my wife. That's on her death. If something happened, you know, heaven help me. <laughs> then we'll see what happens. <laughs> obviously, oh, twelve ravens come down and they free her. So okay, obviously something's up. So I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then, well, hey, did I not compensate? Did the king not compensate? He put her in boiling oil with snakes that snakes that survive in boiling oil. They said venomous snakes am in boiling oil. So somehow are those dead snakes or are they boiling? I forget ask my own question. But that's 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 weird too. But hey, like I said, he killed her. It'll be a soup already. A soup with the mother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Yes, best soup. I this is very confused and make no sense whatsoever. Like, okay, you try to kill me, but then let me go back to you. Well, let's see. But then this is the moral, right? Because every fairy tale has a moral. Okay, what's the moral? I, I'm an idiot? Hmm, that's a different story. Oh. <laughs> I say the moral overall is perseverance. No oh. matter what, no matter what, you're about to get burned to the stake. You're going to pretend to be deaf and dumb to protect your brothers. And, of course, you don't never laugh, all that stuff. And they're about to kill you. And you go. I guess the real test would have been if it wasn't so close to the time being over. And maybe this happened five years. Like, what was, what, for that length of time that she had to wait. If it happened maybe a good day or so earlier. And she's about to get burnt to stake. And she still didn't say it. Then I feel that's more perseverance. But I think that's the general idea. The only thing I could think of is positive thinking. Positive thinking going to make the time faster? I don't know. It does mean it's just at least some point, you know, it could have been worse. Mm -hmm. Huh. That, that's the only thing I could think of. Because, hey, you know what? I met my 12 brothers. Oh, guess what? My father and my mother never looked for me. Great. I married a person who tried to kill me, but yet it was not his fault. So it's not so bad. But look at this. Where's she going to go? She can go back to the cottage? And they're going to go hunt game again? At least she, she's a queen of a kingdom. Her kids will be like royalty. And if anything, she can make her 12 brothers generals or something. And they go back and take over their own kingdom. As, you know, that, with that possible. psychopath that, father yeah, of theirs that, who possible. wants to kill whatever kids. And by the time they get there, he'll probably have like 20 other kids and say like, oh, kill your siblings. It'll be a whole war. That'll be a movie. <laughs> That's a movie. I want to see that. Probably the second. Yeah, okay. So possible. That's for possible. me, this gets movie rating. I would say live action, though not animated it'll be live action bloody um jason statham you okay. know to play one of one of those brothers each of them could be like action star it'd be like um the expendables or something basically and each each of those 12 brothers is an action star and basically at the end uh, the evil witch would be angela angela jolie who's typecast you know as some evil stepmother and the girl the princess would be who else vanessa hudgens I don't know. You don't know? I don't know if that would fit, but okay. Yeah, she dyed her blonde and put a little star in her head. Bees peasy. Okay. And she'll sing too. You gotta pick someone that can sing. Like I said, it has to be live action. But either How way, about I could have Fanny? It might fit better. She's already blonde, so. Put a Fanny? She still works? I don't know. I'm just saying yeah, stuff. You're, you're saying names that reminds me of states. But, I don't know. But I'm still saying that this this is a good movie. But, like I said, it should be live action. You positive do. thinking it is. That's the moral that I got. This is what you're still on? Yes. If you want to believe it's positive thinking, then I will, I'll go along with that. Positive thinking will save you. Yeah. And perseverance. Sure. 
Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. I'll see everybody next time for another Reading with Eric.